Hello, Shahid here. Welcome back to another Creative Floor Awards podcast. Our award show is open, as you probably know already by now. Uh, early bird deadline is Friday, 9th of February. All entry dates can be found on our website. Final deadline for our talent and diversity fund submissions is Wednesday, the 31st of January. If you would like a shout out on these podcast episodes for any open job roles that you might have, any production services that you'd like to get into the ears of our audience, or even if you're just out of work and you want to let people know where to find you, uh, just email us at awards at the creativefloor.com. So this is part three, Forecast 24. If you haven't heard part one or two, just go back a couple of episodes. Big thank you for all the lovely uh, comments and messages that I'm getting on the series so far. We've got some real gems for you this season. So do hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to the, your pods to make sure that you don't miss out as soon as they drop. Anyway, enough of me. Enjoy. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know how to answer it. I reckon, you know, with the, with the culture thing, if it's written down by somebody in HR and it's used as a mantra, it, it tends to, it tends to weaponize everything. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's a feeling. And, and if you think about it, um, with diversity and everything else, there are so many different, different diverse things and people going on at the same time that, that you can't really have, have accommodate everybody's, everybody's, you know, thing so you've got to find that common common ground i suppose and culture is a good word of say well a good way of saying it but one of the things i think so um and we're talking about it earlier about leadership and stuff and prediction what being wise and being able to work out scenarios six months a year two years and look at the zeitgeist at the moment and see where it's going everybody seems to live in the moment uh, from week to week, from project to project, but everything has a knock-on effect. If you, you know, like fractals, butterfly effect, or whatever it's called, what you do today tends to, or how you behave today, tends to have a, like a knock-on effect for tomorrow, and you can see it right the way through things. And if you've got that wisdom, if you've got that sort of idea of like being able to predict stuff, um, or just look at, or being able to talk about a scenario, for example that might happen and and be able to um, um, to be able to talk about that to somebody then then i think that wisdom that seeing into the future a little bit or doing a bit of future gazing is a really really important thing i was the nice thing about the nice thing about being remote um is that sometimes you have a little bit of time on your hands or you're not in that buzz of a of an office where you've got to get things done click 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 fingers snapping um, you can sort of take a little bit of time out and do a little bit of thinking. Um, and the nice thing about nice thing about remote working, not travelling into London, is being able to walk my dog. Um, <laughs> and and just you know, just just think about stuff. You know, <laughs> I love walking. And, and 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 such random thoughts pop into my head. Right. So so over Christmas. Um, I was thinking about like the standard of ads on TV, and and I've got to say, you know, Frank was talking about the canvas, and I don't think the canvas is the canvas that you're talking about, Frank, anymore. 
It, I haven't done an ad for two years. Yeah, I'm sure you're right there. Yeah, yeah. It was an open question, to be honest. I, you know, I, I know, I, you know, Canvas. All I was trying to do was get across the visual arts. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, Adrian. You're one of the best exponents of visual arts I've ever known. And I say that I'm not trying to blow smoke, but you know, we work closely together. I've known you for like 30 years or whatever it is. And some of the work, the visual work that you've done, that doesn't take anything away from your brilliant thinking, but I'm just talking from the visual side. Mm. That to me means a lot. And it also means a lot to other human beings out there over and above the strategy and thought process and, and making money and bottom line and whatever. It's the way things look that inspire inside you. And, and that's what I was trying to say before. And where, yeah. is, the, where is the canvas today for, for showing such? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good question, Frank. And I was, I was like saying, well, I, I don't think the canvas is the canvas that we knew uh, or liked. I think it's, yeah. it's changed completely. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I, I don't think I've done an advert for two years now. Um, there's pictures with some adverts in them, but they're not. They used to be like the the center stage. It used to be the thing that sit in the middle. They sit in the periphery now. Yeah. And if you yes. think about, um, um, I don't know, the ads over Christmas. Like everybody probably watched TV over Christmas. Yeah. I was looking at the ads. They're thirty second, thirty second commercials. They're mostly like Christmas based. And I was going, fucking hell, what a waste of money. You know, they're all shit. But it was honestly, and 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 I'm thinking about this at the moment. I was looking on Twitter the other day, and there was people moaning about the license fee and the, you know how biased the BBC is and all this bit. And I was walking my dog, and these are the sort of sort of things that pop into my head these days. Um, it's not necessarily about advertising per se, but if you play it out, and I was talking about prediction, right? So people are moaning about the license fee. So I was walking the dog, and I kind of thought, oh, I know. Why don't you just turn the BBC into a commercial channel? And um, and show adverts on it because I should imagine because of the integrity of the BBC and the um, and the values that that brand has, advertisers would really like fight to 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 put adverts on on the BBC, and they'd probably pay quite a lot of money for it, right? But and then I kind of thought, no, that would make it just rubbish because um, I don't want to watch the adverts. Nobody wants to watch the adverts anymore. So you're going to go, right, okay, so, and then I kind of thought, ah, oh, Spotify. Now, there's a good, there's a good example, because Spotify and all the rest of those subscription channels, you can pay money to take the adverts off, right? So then I kind of thought, right, well, the BBC, okay, you can just have normal BBC, because if you think about it, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a subscription channel, isn't it? In, although you're forced to um, pay your subscription through the license fee. So if you don't want to pay the license fee, you can have BBC with commercials. But if you do want to pay the license fee, you can have it without. I thought, ah, job done, boom. And then I kind of thought, right, okay, so, and this is going to future prediction. I'm going a bit, I'm going a bit off, off, um, off piste here. But then I started thinking about Spotify and why you would pay to have the adverts taken off. And you do kind of think, and this goes back to the Christmas thing. The objective is not to make entertaining adverts or interesting adverts or adverts with a um, with an idea behind them. If you are on a subscription channel, the idea is to make the adverts as shit as possible, as irritating as possible, 
as annoying as possible in order for you to pay money to take them off the thing that you're viewing. Now, I like watching some of the some of the lesser channels um, on, on on my TV. Um, I quite like the Curse of Skinwalker Ranch, but it is literally unwatchable. Or the Curse of Oak Island. Was there gold on this island? Was it found by Vikings? Um, and uh, where is the nice Templars uh, treasure? And there's uh, you know, it's, it's it's rubbish, but it's kind of entertaining. But it's unwatchable because you get ten minutes of ten minutes of story. And then probably five minutes of adverts, 10 minutes of story, five minutes, and this thing lasts for an hour. So if you're really interested in a subject, it really pisses you off. But there is no subscription to that channel. I pay money to to just have the adverts taken off so I can watch it. Or I have to record it and fast forward through the adverts. So if you future project, if everything becomes paid for without adverts, the objective of an advert is to piss you off and irritate you so much that you don't want it, but you, you pay money for to get rid of it. So then I kind of thought, well, what about what would happen at Can then? So so therefore your KPIs at Can would be which was the advert which tipped you over the edge, which said, No, I'm gonna put my <laughs> get my credit card out, I'm gonna pay to not have advert. Therefore the whole the whole shift then, rather than celebrating the best adverts, is celebrating the best advert, which turned you off advertising to 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 go and pay money to have this advert taken off. That's I think a really weird dynamic, isn't it? Is that where we're going? Adrian, I just love your left field thinking. I'll tell you what, I think there's the next job going at the BBC for a, for the Director General, I think you should go for it. <laughs> really do because if, you, if you think about it frank i, I, I love what you've said it makes complete you've turned it completely around and you're right about things like spotify aren't you where you you pay not to or, or on facebook or whatever it is whatever social media it is you it just ruins you your pay experience not to they're there to ruin the experience you're suggesting an award that people want to switch off it's so <laughs> awful they want to not see it anymore. I think that's. I think that's brilliant, Adrian. Really, really funny. Brilliant. Lovely thought. Uh, I think I might win a few of those awards then for the yes. year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to. I'm about to work on one right now. So that's a new criteria. That's a new criteria. For- I mean, that is that is basically it in a nutshell, isn't it? Get like YouTube. Gain the use by make it free. That locks in the customers. Then add the adverts to gain revenue for YouTube. And then ensure the ads are terrible so that people have to subscribe to lock down that revenue forever and ever. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really good thinking there. I like that. That's good. <laughs> right, right. And and the nice, as I said, the nice thing about working from home is I get to walk my dog and I can think about this ridiculous nonsense. I might move on to, um, you know, chat GPT and CGI and um, mid journey and all that sort of stuff. But it, for me, it's a phenomenal tool, and um, and I think <laughs> and you know, you've worked with some phenomenal tools in your time. I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I said so. Um, yeah, ChatGPT that just uh, like helps out like amazingly, um, and you can kind of you know if you're smart enough, I suppose you can you can use that sort of. That sort of thinking, or, or your experience, to predict 
imagining that scenarios or play out scenarios that might happen. I do this all the time. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the culture thing is very difficult to accommodate everybody's culture. But I think it's one of those things that if you write it down, it's nonsense. Um, or it sounds like some horrible manifesto. You kind of feel it, you know. Um, I think we've got, a, despite being virtual, I think we've got a really good culture, despite it being on Teams. And when we do all get together, everybody has a great laugh. So, um, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, actually, I've met some of your guys, though, and they are really good fun. So, but that's, that's, nice that's probably because you just, uh, you just know how to choose people that, bring something to the party uh, and all that. I, I think it's really uh, uh, quite liberating when you can break down. I mean, Jeremy made mention of uh, woke, I think, pharma. But, you know, pharmaceutical companies are, are pretty poor at marketing generally. Uh, they think they're good, but I think they're poor uh, in certain respects. And that is they quite quickly disappear. I'm going to lose all my clients now, I know. They quite quickly disappear back into the product. They call themselves healthcare, but they really provide products. They don't really, they try to, but they don't really think about the solutions. Really, at the end of the whole sequence, you've got a person somewhere out there with an issue, a mental health issue, a physical, physiological issue, and you've got a company over the other side that makes some sort of solution. Somewhere in the middle, we get bogged down. We think about the molecule. We think about the physical products. But really, the drug company at the beginning needs to think more about we make healthcare solutions. It might be a molecule. It might be behavioral cognitive therapy, something like that, cognitive behavioral therapy, something like that. But the other end is the person. And we should sit in the middle. We shouldn't automatically drop into the, the detail aid to Frank's point about execution, it's not really about the execution. None of those things really matter. What really matters is when you get creative people that take their approach as being, how do we make something work for the patient that needs a solution? How do we get them to shift their behavior? They were ill, we want to make them better. They didn't understand about something, now they do. They don't take the medicine, now they do. They don't know about the medicine, now they do. And that may be the same for the doctor as well. They weren't aware of it. And then all everything opens up. Uh, Jeremy said something about filmmaking. Well, it's, 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 you know, we don't have to lock ourselves into the leaflet. We don't have to think of ourselves as being the creators of the big idea, which becomes the skeleton upon which we hang executions. That, that's sort of gone. We need to think about it in a slightly different way. And AI does sort of enable that to a certain extent. And this independent spirit, Adrian, you talk about the independence and, and, and Jeremy, you're always a, a, an independently minded thinker, that, that there isn't a set of rules. And I think when you start to step back and realize that actually there are no rules, there aren't any rules to the culture you create and there aren't any rules to the way you do work. The only thing you do is you look, at what you're doing and work out whether it's going to work for the benefit of your company and your client, then it's quite liberating. I think that's the same view that we need to be taking. And I would suggest to other people listening the same way we should think about hiring people. If you hire people the same as you, and I know that sounds like it's counterintuitive when you're trying to develop culture, but if you hire people the same as you, you just get more and more people like you 
you just get, you know, it's just narcissistic. You get self-centered, um, self-fulfilling, you know, self-righteous um, pricks, really. Although, of course, other forms of genitals are available. <laughs> but, but what you want to do, you want to look at people. They come into the your space. You want to talk to them and think, what can this person bring to the, the party? This person, it's healthcare, but you know they they write well, or they they illustrate, or they they're really fascinated by film, or they love. How does what they love add to what you do, rather than trying to get people in who just do a bit a bit more like you do already? You know, it's it, and therefore your culture changes, and you sell you sell what you do, you sell what you love, and you sell what you're good at. You don't try and always second guess the the sales aid the leaflet the you know the whatever and i just think that changes it's very liberating it's very liberating to hire people who are a bit of a challenge you don't know where it's going to take you it's very liberating to think oh we don't have to do a sales aid let's do a let's do something else how do we get how do we get to cut through to people and then we yeah. use you can use the technology and i know we keep talking about how we're going to talk about ai but we've not really quite Approached it yet? But the thing about that, Sal, is you need to you need to get you need to get a client on board that's willing to take that on. Because what, yeah, what I've noticed in in especially in medcoms, um, they've been doing the same thing for thirty odd years. You know, it's a slide deck. Everything like that. The slide the slide deck is 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 king. And you kind of get this. Wow, really? Um, and it's, it's it's really interesting. I, I, and I, I I do kind of think you know it's it, trying to sell them something different is 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 it's tough. really really tough. You need it to so so skill sets that you need to yeah. get hold of is is a maverick that can find the words and speak in their language. And so if you think about it, when we when we speak to scientists, we're speaking they automatically are saying, "Yeah, he's an art student, really. He did art at, uh, at college." Um, uh, at university, he didn't do science, so yeah, I'll listen to him for a while. I'll humour him, but we're doing a slide deck. So you need to find somebody <laughs> speaking that speaking that language in their language and convince them. And those people are quite rare. We're we're, we're quite lucky. We got a we got a we got we got one at our place who's who can sell sand to the Arab um, to the Arabs. It's um it's it's amazing um, listening to listening to them in action. But um, yeah, you've got to find a receptive client that you can you can that wants to do that because you've got to remember that just as we're sort of um, in our industry in the advertising and, and promotions and communication industry, um, we're very worried about sticking our head above a parapet and um, and uh, getting kicked off for not making the bottom line. Those guys are too, and yeah, I think it was. I think it was Rory Sutherland said something like, there's no point in doing market research with doctors because they're only going to ever endorse what they've seen before. Nobody like market research is a complete waste of time. If you're showing something new um, that no one's ever seen before. It is just um, self-fulfilling, isn't it? <laughs> because it won't work because yeah. people will hate it. Um, and, you know, I, I think you also, what was the other thing you said? All the, um, all the famous candle makers in the world couldn't make couldn't invent a light bulb, which I thought was a genius thing. So finding that different person, finding that finding that person that can 
speaking that language and take you in a different direction. So yeah, it's, I, I agree. It's there's the, there's there's an old Ogilvy quote. Sorry, did I just cut across you, Aid? Yeah, no, no, carry on. There's an old the David Ogilvy quote, which is agencies get the clients they deserve. And, yeah, uh, and there is a truism that if you do something you love, well, maybe it's maybe there's two ways of looking at it. It could be build it, they will come, or build it, mm. no one comes, and you stay small. I don't, I don't know which is going to work, but but I mean, doing shit all the time and building a bigger company that might be great if you've got shareholders, but it kind of it's a bit boring every day if that's what you do for a living you're right build it and they will come doing something you love you've also got to get the timing right as well um, of course. i was talking to you the other day is if you're too early like you need to catch that you need to catch that 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 sort of time when it's about to change i remember you know everybody did paper detail lays and then they had this like weird machine thing which was like a, a closed loop marketing machine and then the ipad came along then all of a sudden you kind of go, right, okay, we can make film now. Because everything was static before. Never do film in healthcare. We can make we can make film in healthcare. So if we'd have suggested making film in healthcare ten years earlier, it would have been like, oh, how are we gonna do that? And I remember doing a detail aid, um, a film detail aid that you could watch in two minutes and you would understand the drug completely. I showed that to um, uh, a very large um, producer uh 10 15 years ago large um, as in famous or large physically far large 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 as in famous yeah <laughs> and basically it was a film and it basically just split into two screens so you had like the the, the scenario on one side and then you had the um uh the interaction and drug what was actually going on inside this person's body um and the you know the stats and graphs and shit um, but with a with a scenario next to it, and I said, "There you go. There's your detail. You don't need any reps anymore. You can just show, send that out, <laughs> send this film out, and everybody will know about this." Particular drug. It's like, no, 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 no. But having said that, now I'm not sure if it'd even be receptive to it. Now it'd probably be a backup to a to a bloody yeah. detail aid, a Viva approved detail aid. I don't know, but um. There has to be, you know, if you're interested enough, you can find different ways. But if you can, like, predict where things are going, you can sort of be the first. But as I said, timing's really important. Timing is timing is one of those things. You can go too early and go, oh, I did that 10 years ago and they didn't like it. How come you're selling it? Well, it's because you've got the timing. Let's, um, let's, let's focus a bit on talent then and pipeline because, you know, that, that's kind of like the future, right, of, of our industry. And are you finding that there's a lack of talent where are you finding your talent and yeah how can we help anyone listening to this in the next 12 months to find the best talent i, I personally i think it's i think it's a different type of talent these days you know that that sort of traditional art director copywriter there's still a role for it um in as much the graphic design now plays such a major role um in everything things looking good you know things well shot clean nice well laid out minimalist you know all that sort of stuff or you know punky and um punky and um uh, anarchic graphic design is is so important now um i think i'll probably value it more more than i would art direction um although the two things sort of go hand in hand but I, i think it's a it's it's a really important job and there should be more attention paid to it 
which they kind of hasn't. You're going to have the greatest idea in the world, but if it looks shit, then um, then you kind of ruined it. Um, so yeah, Adrian, I, is, uh, is an important thing. I'm sort of I'm sort of with you there. Remember, I'm I'm like the Lazarus. You know, I've been gone and I've come back. Um, <laughs> and even in the minuscule short time I, I've had in the eight, you know, I've gone in and spoken to people and you know, getting get a handle of it all and, and so on. And what's really quite surprising uh, where, I, where I am is that we, we do need a, a couple of people, for instance, and it, it's not sort of what you expect. And what I'm looking for at the moment is a, is a designer and writer that specialise in, in, in websites, you know, in the web, in, yeah. in, in technology. And it's funny, and if you would have said that to me, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, you'd never believe it. You know, it would have been a, a looking for a senior creative art director, you know, thinking person that can bring visuals to a writer that understands, you know, beautiful prose and can write. I mean, that's the world that I sort of love, you know, because I love that cr creative exploration. But But having said that, what I'm learning now is that being a web designer and a web writer is equally important, if not more so today, and also requires a certain amount of good creativity and good thinking. But maybe it's the doers, as I rudely call them. They're not doers. They're, they're the new creatives. Yeah, and I think, you know, the more, the more you look at it, I mean, like we're buying more and more, more and more stuff on the website. So we don't. We don't touch anything anymore. We don't go to shops anymore. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at golf clubs at the moment, and um, I've got my eye on this set of golf clubs, and I keep on seeing them photographed, and they look beautiful. I haven't even held these things, but I'm just looking at them, and the way that the the way they're displayed on the on the internet, the the the, the angles taken, and the and the design values um, uh, uh, around this particular golf club. I'm looking at it going, wow, that's so nice. That's so I need to buy that. Now yeah. I think, you know, the, the the product is still a product. It's a pack shop basically. But it's the packaging that goes around it. And I think that's where we're because we don't have that much interaction with each other anymore. We tend not to go to shops and feel the material. We're buying stuff based on what it looks like on a screen. We're almost like gone back to a catalogue market if you like you know you've got the grand's catalog you know we're ordering stuff out of a catalog and then we send it back but it's that initial thing then you look at something and go yes that's me i'm gonna buy that off the internet now i hate buying stuff off the internet but it's gonna look good <laughs> for me to part with my money or be a really practical thing but i think this is the way that things look, design is massively important these days. I, I, would, um, I would totally agree with that, Adrian. I, by the way, what golf clubs were they? Ping G430. Ping. Oh, yeah. the old Ping. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you've uh, had a few yeah. Pings, haven't you? I've, I've had a few Pings in my life. I'm tailor-made now, though, of course. I'm a tailor-made uh, Quick shout out from PM360. They are hosting a full day conference on March the 25th, 2024. 
four at Madison Avenue, New York City. It's called PM360 Spark, the Innovation Summit. It's an incredible experience to gain exclusive insights into the AI revolution, product pipelines, and innovation adoption strategies from leading experts. It's an opportunity to hear from panelists bringing lessons learned from their own experiences and see exhibits from innovators across the healthcare industry. You can also watch live demonstrations of AI tech that's evolving our industry. For full details, please visit pm360online.com forward slash the dash innovation dash summit dash 2024. We will drop that link in the show notes if you uh, can't remember (laughs) quite how that goes. But anyway, enjoy. It sounds like an incredible opportunity for learning, networking and connecting. I I think that this, this, I think that's absolutely true that the design, I think the aesthetics, I mean, um, I think Frank or, or Jeremy talked about something like the elegance. I think it was Frank probably waxing lyrical, but there is aesthetics in everything and, and going back right back to the basics, the aesthetics can even be in the thought processes that we have. But yeah. I think the fundamental, the fundamental bit, Shahid, you talked about recruitment and, and, and bringing in the new generation. I think Adrian just said four words, which I think are what you, what you should look for in an individual. Of course, they have to have some level of talent. There's no point in having a designer who, is blind but um if you're interested enough people who are interested enough in doing stuff in making an effort making a difference people who are interested in learning developing growing you, you don't need a web designer you, necessarily you need somebody that is interested in 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 the whole business of communication of web design of language and that's they if they are interested if they push want to push themselves they are good for business and they are good for work and they're good to have around they're not interested Mm. then it doesn't matter what their cv looks like i don't think they're good enough they don't care uh, and that's it's really fundamental. We've got uh, I've got filmmakers who come in our people, editors who work in our office there. They didn't come into the agency being able to use Premiere and After Effects and uh, and, and Maya and, and, and you know, um, Unity and things like that. But they're interested because when they're faced with an issue, as you talked about the video sales aid, when they're faced with the issue that the sales aid written as a as a page of text is boring, they want to do it, make it move. They become interested in film because really it's just another version of, it's just another technology like a pen and a piece of paper. And this this new technology that comes around all the time, it, it's not our enemy, this technology that's popping up. It's, it's an enabler. If you're interested in doing something unusual, something different and something powerful, you use all the tools at your disposal you don't sit there as a writer going oh i don't really understand pictures so i'm just going to write a load of stuff and hope somebody else can make it work you've got to think about everything so i think it's great when the writers then go well well i'm writing a script for a podcast and i can edit it or they do all this stuff and they get they get into all of the technologies that they can use not because they want to cheat but because they're enablers of better 
thinking, of more interesting thinking. If well, people I'm, writing a, I'm writing a film with no dialogue. Uh, been, well, they used to do that all the time back in the 1900s. Anyway, that's what I think. If people are interested and they're interesting, then they're worth having in an agency. If they're not interested in, in the business in hand, if it's just a job, an office job, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it sort of links back to culture, right? I think the art director, copywriter, classic model, yeah, it's there, it serves a purpose. But I think the world that we're in today, creativity is not contained within those two job roles anymore, no. right? I think it, it goes much broader than that. And it's almost like we, we should be hiring makers, I guess, right? If for, um, that's my language. Yeah, I and mean, that's just the world that we're in, right? Like people who, who know how to write and edit a podcast or film or video. I mean, maybe this is a good segue into AI because the role of AI and technology is enabling us to do anything we want to without maybe that element of human touch or training or understanding. So it's opening up a huge amount of opportunity for everyone to be a master, or maybe not a master of everything, but certainly able to do everything that they need to do now that they perhaps didn't need a big agency and millions of people sat on seats to do for them anymore. But at the same time, how do we maintain our difference? How do we maintain that human touch? How do we hold on to creativity and actually make it work for us rather than something that takes away our jobs. To hear the concluding part of Forecast 24, please hit subscribe button now as it will be dropping very, very soon. Until next time, bye-bye.